welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Molly. And Michael. And today we're going to be discussing the cast for the new show that was just announced, House of Villains. And we're both really excited for that just because of it combines a lot of reality TV stars villain, or from various shows and all the villains from those shows all into one show. But before we get into that, let's talk more about some of the news from this past week. So first, we're going to talk about Rachel's interview with Bethany Frankel on her podcast. So we know lots of stuff that went down with Rachel or Raquel and Tom Sandoval back a few months ago. And now she's speaking out and or went on the podcast. Don't know how much it was really she was apologizing or speaking out about anything, but Let's hear your thoughts on it. I know I've been just seeing some recaps over it. I didn't really, really care to listen, to be honest. I was just like, I don't know what she has to say, but I don't really care about it. So what are your thoughts overall, Michael? Yeah, you made the right call on that, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, this is formerly Raquel Lapis, now known as Rachel, uh, from Vanderpump Rules um like you said did an interview with bethany frankel and bethany for anyone who doesn't know we talked about this i I think a couple weeks ago but she is kind of leading the charge for this um she's calling it a reality reckoning so basically she wants reality stars to unionize um you know the uh writers and actors guilds are both on strike right now and with all the talk on that, Bethany has really been leading the charge for reality stars to kind of do the same thing and and try to to create their own union, um, which I think, you know, on its face, we talked about it. It's a great thing, I think. There's certainly areas where I think reality TV should and, and can change for the better. I think where, you know, this comes in is kind of this perfect example of why she's kind of the wrong person to lead this charge because she clearly has her own agenda and she is doing all this saying how the you know reality tv world and bravo and vanderpump rules used rachel and spit her out and how she was treated so horribly by them and all the things that were said to her on the reunion were so terrible and how she wasn't getting paid anything and all this stuff and but every one of those points, you could point out how Bethany's being so hypocritical because she said horrible things on Real Houses in New York. Just watch season eight. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, just just watch season eight of, of Real Houses in New York and tell me that she hasn't said possibly worse things than Ariana ever said to Rachel on Vanderbilt Rules or Lala or anyone else. She would have been the first person to uh you know be uh screaming at rachel at that reunion I, it, it's just now that she's not on it anymore and she's kind of realized that they don't really want her back bravo and these shows that she's tried to pitch even as recently as just a few months ago to them she you know is saying how horrible all these shows are but yes she's trying to pitch the same things and so I mean, this interview was just, there was no accountability. And Bethany admitted that she's never seen Vanderpump Rules. She has no idea what she's interviewing her about. She has no idea what happened. Everything that she knows is from Rachel's point of view. And so, of course, she's going to make it sound like she's in the right and she's the victim. 
And so Bethany wasn't able to push back on anything that she said. She just uh, was had a clear agenda to show to the world, to try to get everybody on Rachel's side, which would get everyone on Bethany's side. And it was just a total waste of time. But it got what everything she wanted because it's the number one podcast in the world right now. And so I guess it worked. But the backlash is heavy and I wonder if she'll respond to it no idea but um yeah that was that was yeah <laughs> I don't know what yeah. thoughts yeah that's crazy I feel like that's all what you were saying exactly true I agree on everything that she just was trying to push her own agenda in that um and it just like didn't actually take any or Rachel didn't take any accountability and it wasn't really like about that it seemed like from what I've heard especially what you just said like it wasn't about that at all it was just about oh like the like how she was treated or all this stuff like from the reality tv realm not necessarily like what actually happened if she wasn't actually like she didn't know what was happening apparently if she didn't watch the show so um I feel like just all of it just like was a miss in general yeah and and a lot of the things that were said were just flat out wrong. Like, you know, Bethany's saying, oh, you got paid less than I pay my interns. And Rachel got paid $350,000. So I don't know how much Bethany's paying her interns. If it's more than that, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be her intern. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great gig. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's just like, she's saying these things as if they're facts. Clearly, so many people are listening to it if it's the number one podcast right now and probably half of those people are just going to go along with it as if it's true when when it's not or maybe yeah. they won't because the people listening that are probably Vanderpump Rules fans and probably know more than Bethany does so maybe maybe they won't but I I don't know it, yeah. it just yeah it's how it's the Howie Mandel thing kind of too where it's like you know Howie interviewed Sandoval without ever watching Vanderpump Rules and now Bethany's interviewing Rachel without ever watching it. It's like these people, they're going on these interviews where they're never going to get any pushback. And so that's yeah. why they do those rather than, you know, I mean, Rachel right now, all these talk shows are needing guests with actors not being able to be on them. She could go on any daytime talk show she wanted right now. And instead she chose Bethany because she knew Bethany's not going to do her homework. So. Well, We'll see. I don't know if there will see any responses on either of their ends, but for now, just I feel like most people just didn't like the interview. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was interesting. Um, now moving on to our next news story. So the selling the OC season two premiere date just came out. That's going to be Friday, September eighth, which is coming up in a few weeks. I. Did not see the first season selling the OC, but I know it's similar to selling Sunset, so I probably will watch it now. Um, but what are your thoughts? And did you like the trailer and everything? I'm excited. There's no trailer yet. Oh, not trailer. Oh, just the yeah. premiere date came out. Okay. So the trailer will probably come within. When do we say it's coming out? September eighth. Oh, I'm sure the trailer will be out like next week then. Um, yeah. but yeah, right as of right now, it's just the premiere date, and there was a cast picture, and there is one new cast member. It looks like. And I did some digging. There are, for, as a background, there's already three Alexandras on the show. Out of the seven female cast members from last season, three of them were named Alexandra. 
<laughs> you will never guess what the name of the new cast member is. Alexandra. Alexandra. There's eight <laughs> now have the exact same name. I just love that they're leaning into that and just filling the whole cast with Alexandras. I, I want every, if somebody else leaves, I want them to be replaced with an Alexandra every time. It, it's the funniest thing. And I love that for them. And yes, I am excited for the new season. I really enjoyed the first season. I thought it had a lot more drama and more interesting drama than a lot of Selling Sunset seasons. Um, and we talked about Selling Sunset had their best season last year, I thought. So, I mean, um, you know, I think they've kind of tried to almost go in a similar direction to Selling the OC with that. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited. It seems like I've, I've heard a little bit of uh, bits and pieces about some of the drama this season. It sounds like it's going to be another really good one. So I'm sure we will discuss it when it drops. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's only for that it's only been two seasons for now this will be the second season so i won't have much to catch up on if i want to start from the first yeah season. You should. it's great yeah sounds great yeah and those shows are always super easy to just binge and watch those so also i'll watch that prior to when season two comes out september 8th so i'll do my homework for that um <laughs> already winning against bethany frankel <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then next in our news, we have that Polly Calafiori. How do you say that name? Calafiori. Calafiori. Yeah, I knew I was saying that wrong. Comes out as bisexual on the latest episode of the challenge of Challenge USA. The season, actually, I still need to watch that. So I haven't done homework on that. Oh, so good. Um, and I know I've heard it's really great. Um, so maybe I'll do that right after this. But so I feel like it's that a shock i don't really know polly that well but is that something that's like surprising or like that was a huge surprise yeah. um you know polly is kind of this you know jock type manly man like never would have guessed that um i you know it, it, he hasn't been on tv in a few years but just looking at his instagram over the last couple of years you could definitely tell a difference in just like his wardrobe the way he was dressing and he talked in the last episode about like all the therapy he's gone to and really coming to terms with, you know, his sexuality and coming to terms with a lot of the anger that he's dealt with in the last few years. Um, you know, when he was doing challenges regularly and when he was on Big Brother, you, you know, you could definitely tell that he had an anger issue. And it seems like he's very honestly and genuinely dealt with it you know a lot of these people come on these shows and they're like I've changed I've done this but they haven't actually done any of the work to change. <laughs> basically declaring that they've changed and hope that it would actually happen and it never lasts you know it'll maybe last one season and then they come back and back to square one <laughs> but I actually do think that he has changed and it really did seem like he was very genuine about that and I think, you know, it was super brave of him to open up about this. And, you know, he is in a relationship with a woman. He's He's been dating Cara Maria from the challenge uh, for, uh, gosh, probably five years now. Um, so he certainly didn't need to open up. It's not like he's dating a man and, you know, knew that it would become public at some point. So I, I think it was super brave of him to open up about this when he really didn't have to. And... Um, yeah, I 
good for him. I'm very happy for him. And I hope that, you know, it was a burden lifted off uh, to, to be open about that. Yeah, no, that's great. I know all that backstory there. So that was, I think it's good that he's able to be brave about that and not hide anything. So that's nice that now he shared that with the world in um, national television. Uh, <laughs> so that's exciting. And then also some exciting news is that Ariana Maddox is writing her new solo cocktail book called Single AF Cocktails, um, which I feel like is going to be very popular. Um, so that will be good. And seeing, I do you know when that comes out or she just announced it. That's um, I don't know that she came out with a date. Uh, if you okay. can look that up, but um, she, yeah, so this is more than just a cocktail book, it is yeah. actually kind of a tell all. It seems oh. like that she's going to kind of tell the story from her perspective of what had happened in her relationship with Tom, kind of through these cocktail recipes. Um, and so I am really excited about this. I think that it is going to be huge, like you said. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I am sure she's going to spill a lot of information and it seems like she's going to kind of talk about some of the hard times that she had in her relationship and, um, you know, just kind of, I, I'm sure it'll be a lot of kind of what, you know, fans of the show already know but I, I i'm sure she'll go into a lot more detail that uh we don't all necessarily uh know from from just watching the show so i think yeah it'll be interesting to see what comes out from that and i am looking here and i don't see that there's a release date yet so okay. it, so yeah. just the awareness of it and then we'll get the release date later <laughs> yeah she came out with the cover and um and, and announced it but I, I don't initial launch. or the initial just like this is happening <laughs> yeah I, I don't think that there is um an actual date yet but you can pre-order it I, I believe oh, nice. oh here we go actually December oh. 5th oh nice December okay so 5th. we do have yeah, we have a little while but yeah there is a date that comes up fairly soon maybe uh, I feel like it'll month. be December. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're almost in September, so I know. I, I the heat. Um, I am excited for December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait through that. Um, but next, another exciting news is that the host of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, Jesse Palmer, is expecting a baby with his wife. Um, and this is going to be his first child. Uh, that's exciting news because he's now going to be a dad so or not yet but almost a dad and just more more baby news and bachelor nation <laughs> i know there's so much right now yeah. And, um yeah super exciting you know i think it'll be great because there's a lot of people that go on the show that have kids and you know to be able to relate to them and in that way will be will be nice and um you know a lot of the times when those parents come on they they're kind of one of the only ones on the show that might have a kid and so they maybe don't have someone you know to who can relate to that and so to for jesse to be able to to relate i think will be will be good to have that connection with with some of the cast yeah for sure and then also now we can just talk some big brother updates so you want to take that away michael yeah so of course as soon as we get off last week and I, I said on last week's podcast, I was like, okay, Riley's definitely going home. Like, it seems kind of sad and done. 
as soon as we get off, the flip starts. <laughs> There's talk, Sari and Izzy and um, uh, Felicia just kind of start to have this idea of what if we flip the vote to get Cameron out. And all day long that day, they set this plan in motion, tell everybody in the house, you know, because they're wanting to blindside Heisen, who's the head of household. So they get this all set up. And then the next day, or maybe late that night, I can't remember anymore, they decide, you know what? <laughs> Let's undo this whole flip that we spent all day set putting in motion. They get the whole house on board. Everybody is on board. And then they decide to undo it. So it turns out Riley does go home on Thursday. And then Felicia wins head of household. And she nominates Cameron and Jag. And Jag wins power veto the plan is to blindside Heisen so basically what they decided last week was that they were going to evict Riley to not set up any alarm bells to hide to Heisen and then they would blindside him this week so the plan is in motion they are all set you know Jagwin's veto great they don't have to come up with some excuse for someone else to use it I'm gonna blindside Heisen and then last night Felicia and Sari and uh, uh, Izzy and all them, Jared, they just decide, you know what? Maybe we don't want to blindside Heisem because he's on our side. And even though he is annoying and a dictator, we need more numbers on our side. So they go through every person on the, everyone in the house basically and change their target every two minutes. It's like, okay, well, what if we get rid of Cameron, actually? And then they're like, no, we maybe let's do Red. Oh, no, we don't have the numbers to get out Red. What about Mimi? What about America? Like, every single person is, they put on the table as a, an option. And they kind of landed on America as the target. And then by the end of the last night, they it sounds like as of right this moment of us recording, it sounds like the plan is back to backdoor Heisen. But that could so easily change. That could have changed since we started recording. Honestly, it is so crazy this week. It, nothing is set. Uh, I still have no clue. Veto ceremonies tomorrow morning. No clue what's going to happen. Um, so it's just, it's a crazy week. And then of course they're dealing right now with, uh, the hurricane and there was an earthquake that just happened about an hour ago too. And so I don't know what's going to happen with that. The house could flood. <laughs> the whole season could be canceled. Who knows? Um, yeah, it sounds like there's lots, lots happening overall. <laughs> um, but who, who, so let's say that, that Heisem and Cameron are on the block who, between those two, who would you want to be evicted if i would want heisem to get evicted um but yeah i don't know i want them to stick with that plan <laughs> i don't want them to change it up and yeah think about all the other stuff but i mean we don't have that day but that's who i would say <laughs> what about you well i i certainly don't want mimi or america to go on the yeah. block i think because they really like they did nothing to deserve to go on the blog. Well, America kind of maybe a little bit more, but Mimi certainly has done nothing to be in their target and she's in their alliance. And for whatever reason, I, I, I won't go into this whole thing, but there's this alliance that Sari 
thinks exists that does not exist between kind of all the people that are in the middle of the house. Um, so like Bowie and America and Mimi and uh, uh, whoever else, uh, Corey, but it doesn't exist. And so they are basically working off of wrong information. And I always hate for someone to go home when in a situation like that, like Mimi, like she's she's actually done nothing to deserve for them not to trust her. Um, but so I, I'm hoping that that doesn't, isn't the one they land on. Um, but yeah, Heisem is just such a fun villain that even though like, yes, he absolutely handled his head of household horribly last week. And so if he goes home, it is absolutely on him, but I would kind of also hate to lose the villain in that way because he's a fun villain. Like he's kind of like I was talking about during the preview that we need a fun villain that's not just a horrible person. Yeah. He is so, he fits that so perfectly that I'd hate to lose him this early. So I think Cameron would be my pick to go home this week. Um, if I, if I have the choice, but I'd also be okay with them landing on Heisen as the nominee and then we go from there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. And well, speaking of villains, I feel like that's oh pretty yeah, perfect segue. <laughs> um, and let's chat more about House of Villains. So, for the format of the show, let's go more into some background there before we go into the actual cast members. Um, but all of the cast members will be competing for two hundred thousand dollars as the prize, and also get the title of America's Ultimate Supervillain. <laughs> which I feel like whoever gets that is actually going to care that they are. Probably. Uh, they, that will be 100% in their Instagram bio. No, it will. <laughs> um, and then they'll each be competing in and or different challenges. And they'll, I don't know, we don't know exactly what those mean yet, but some sorts of challenges each week. And then the winner will just, with that winner will be saved from elimination, but then other villain will be voted out and then that end of each episode we'll just see who end up ends up being the last villain standing but overall my thoughts just seeing that this concept of a show I was excited to see just because I feel like we haven't gone like a new like exciting kind of format like this in a while of a reality tv show so this is I, I was excited to see like all the villains coming together but what are your thoughts overall on that yeah I think you know we have to see like what types of challenges they are and like I I don't know exactly what the format is uh it it still seems a little bit vague but it sounds fun you know I I just think like they and we'll get into this further but this cast is is stacked with huge names in the reality tv world and I think because of that this can work. I think if they had gotten kind of, you know, lesser known villains from different shows, it would have been a lot less exciting. But with this cast, I think there's a lot of potential. So I'm really excited. Yeah, no, for sure. So shall we get into the cast? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let me bring up the yeah. link for anyone wanting to follow along we are go- we are going off of the e online article with the cast so we're going to go in the order that they uh have them on there yes and so yeah as they're also flagging that that is on e this show will be airing on e yes so um that's also a point about the show so now let's start with 
gosh, why is this being second to load? <laughs> Jack Taylor. <laughs> oh, Jack Taylor. Yes, I knew. It was, I I knew it was Jack, but I was like wanted to check. So Jax. So, what what are your thoughts on that, Michael? I know you probably uh, have thoughts. Yeah, Jason Couchy, otherwise known as Jax Taylor. Um, so he was on for anyone who doesn't know the first eight seasons of Vanderpump Rules, and. He, 100% he was the villain. I mean, there's no question on that show for the first, you know, the first half of its life, he was certainly the villain. Now you could certainly say that Tom Sandoval is the villain, but for for the first uh, the first era of this show, it was definitely Jax. Um, he will always provide the entertainment value. He is... I mean, certainly known to cause drama, and I think he fits perfectly on here. Uh, I know you didn't watch the Jax era of Vanderpump Rules, but um, do you know anything about Jax from from what you do know? Are you excited to see him? Well, I only know, doesn't he have a podcast with his wife? Yeah, with Brittany. Yeah, yeah. so he's, I, I've heard him speak like I guess I've seen like some clips of him like on TikTok but other than that like I really don't know much about that yeah for those of you who don't know he literally slept with his girlfriend's best friend (laughs) and while they were in the other room watching the movie drive (laughs) and like he was he he did Scandaval before Scandaval, basically. So, I mean, that all he got another girl pregnant while he was dating Stasi. Like he he was he did horrible, horrible things um when he was in his early, you know, younger days, early years of the show. So <laughs> Wow. Well yeah, so I know that I mean I he's just bad in that sense, but I'll be excited to see him, I guess, in this like new kind of like what he's going to be like on house of villains and how that goes but yeah so that's like people are really excited for him just because like all the banner pump rule fans and then moving in now i know the next contestant corinne olympios who is on nick Viola season of the bachelor and corinne she made it to the final four and everyone like didn't like it that far I know. Well, because they needed to get the nanny in the... In right. The <laughs> right. Of course. Of so, course. she made it really far, but everyone thought, like, her behavior and all this stuff, like, on the show was just, like, not the fav- everyone's favorite, but honestly, like, I feel like as a viewer, like, everyone loves Corinne, and that everyone was just, like, she's just iconic in what she's saying, and, like, it just an entertainment factor more than anything else like I didn't hate her I was just like oh like she's funny um so and I think she's also like built that like she's kind of like seen to not be the villain either now like I think she was just like seen that way just like while the show was on like all the other girls were seeing her that way but overall I don't think she has like as much villain aspect to her now or even like when the show was airing but I feel like she started the Bachelor era of, like, fun villains that the viewers didn't hate. Because for a while, the villains, the audience hated them and, like, would trash them. And, like, it 
they didn't appreciate the villain. And I think Corinne was kind of the first villain that the audience appreciated and like stood behind and, and really didn't like hate, hate. They, they loved to hate her. Yeah. And, you know, from taking naps during the rose ceremony, to, like, it was just the, it was like the bouncy house date that she set up with Nick. Like it was, it was kind of, you know, more more fun antics like you know Demi the following season was a similar type of villain and so yeah I think I'm excited we haven't seen her on a sh- reality show like this in, in many years at this point so I'm excited to see her yeah me too so by the way be- I love in these posters the little items like the sleep the mask oh my gosh. <laughs> and the yeah, rose and the <laughs> images are good like, yeah and i saw a tiktok was like these look like sims characters <laughs> <laughs> it's funny but yes they're all they get some good good branding for this um <laughs> then now next we have omar omarosa omarosa yeah, yeah. she is uh, she's on the first season of the apprentice and then she also came on Fear Factor and Celebrity Break Brother. To be honest, I don't, I didn't watch her season, so I don't know who, like, all of her villain aspects. But oh was, was, I've heard some statements about her, but I don't really know it from my perspective. So, what's your, what yeah. are your thoughts? Wow. Um. Yeah, Amorosa. One could say that she is kind of the original reality TV villain. So she oh. was on. I mean season one of the apprentice that was 2004 um and she was absolutely from the very start the villain of that season Uh, everyone on the cast hated her um came back for celebrity apprentice in 2008 and um had an infamous feud with Piers morgan during that season um and yeah i mean then of course she went to work for the white house during a certain president's presidency um and kind of became a real life villain at that point (laughs) now she speaks out you know against him um and then went on to celebrity big brother where she gave a lot of statements about her time in the white house which made headlines and um had a a big feud with Brandy Glanville during that season. Um, she always brings it, you know, you can always leave it to Amorosa to, to make a good show. So even if she was the only one on this cast that was a villain, it, it would be, a, it would be enough, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So just, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some interesting conversations had in the show about yeah I, I mean i wonder i don't know if anything about you know her time in the white house will come up on this show but um i mean it's been a very long time at this point so i don't know but just in general if she's the original villain then i'm sure there's yeah. she's gonna one could say it. <laughs> there's you know a, there's debate about that i guess but yeah. one one could say that if she was definitely one of the very first yeah so that'll be fun to see her again, I guess. So I, I don't know if it's fun, but it'll be interesting to see it'll be how fun. she goes. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's on this cast is going to be fun, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then going into the next cast member is Tiffany New York Pollard. So I've also not seen her, so I don't have anything to share about her villainous past. 
but oh she's another another og reality tv villain a little later because it was 2006 when she was on flavor of love so she came out a couple years later but um oh my god i mean she's hilarious her one-liners are like no other she will go into that you know diary room and confessional whatever they're gonna call it um and she will just eviscerate her, her enemy on any show that she does um she had a very famous moment um on so she did uk celebrity big brother which is a very different show than than us big brother but um there was this famous scene from that show where i i I laugh just thinking about it basically and it's well this part isn't funny but one of her other cast members her ex-husband passed away while they, they were on the show and so his name was David. And so I forget this woman's name, but she comes out and is kind of crying, of course, and, and saying, there's like, well, what's wrong? And she's like, David died. And Tiffany goes bananas because she thinks that that she's talking about their other cast member, David, who's sleeping in the other room. And so she thinks David on their show died like in his bedroom or something. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. And calls everyone in the house and tells them that David died. And then they go to look in the room and David's like, what are you, what? I No, I'm not dead. And so she gets mad at this other woman thinking that she like lied to her, or like made a joke about it or something. And it was this whole misunderstanding that was just hilarious. And like a, a very famous moment in reality TV history. Yeah, um, I definitely so. have heard of that. Maybe you told me about that. I, I probably did it tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, she has a lot of great moments like that from her illustrious reality TV career over the years. That um, I'm I'm so excited to see her on board. Yeah, that will be exciting. And then our next cast member is Johnny Bananas, who is big in the challenge. And currently on Challenge USA. Um, so I know he's been a big villain for a really long time in the challenge atmosphere world. Um and my personal experience with him is not personal, but um, <laughs> I know <laughs> no. <laughs> my my view of him is that he was cheating on Morgan. Willette um because I'm a big fan of Morgan and anytime anyone crosses Morgan I obviously will not like them so I knew Johnny (laughs) yeah I know he's cheated on other people but um but I know that I only knew him because I didn't watch a challenge yet like when I first heard of him so I knew of him just from Morgan Mm-hmm. And then I heard all the stuff that happened and people were like, well, this isn't surprising because like how he is. So I was like, okay, well, extra hate towards him now. So yeah. <laughs> that's my thought on Johnny Bananas. What are your opinions? I know that was more of like a one specific example. I know there's yeah. multiple others. No, he, he has a tendency, you know, for a long time, especially uh, before dating Morgan, that he kind of had a relationship with a rookie, a challenge rookie, basically every year, and mm-hmm. it didn't last. Like it only lasted that one season, and then the next season he'd find another rookie to 
to hook up with. And and then when he got to Morgan, everyone thought, oh, it's just, you know, another challenge rookie. But then they actually ended up dating for a couple of years, didn't they? Um, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, like three years. Couple, three years. Um, so people were kind of surprised that it actually lasted as long as it did. <laughs> More so than they were surprised he cheated. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bananas, it's kind of funny. I don't know that I consider him like a villain necessarily anymore on the show like i feel like wes is more so maybe considered a villain um on the challenge but i mean it's easy it, you could definitely consider him a villain uh especially in the earlier days but yeah i mean he's you know he's he thinks like a producer so i, I it annoys me a little bit in the sense that i feel like anything that he does on the show is going to be very produced and not necessarily, I, I don't necessarily see him getting into like an organic fight with someone else on the show. Maybe, I mean, who knows? But I feel like he's going to more so try to like pull pranks and and just like try to start things for the sake of the show. But maybe also on a show like with this type of cast, he won't need to do any of that. And he could kind of almost be fade into the background a little bit. Like I could definitely see him kind of being one of the people that actually doesn't end up getting a lot of camera time necessarily with the rest of this crew. I mean, everyone's going to be fighting for that camera time. So he's kind of being used to being on a show where he's, you know, one of the bigger names, one of the bigger personalities with a bunch of people who, have maybe done one or two seasons of TV and don't necessarily, they're more competitive than they are big personalities. And so with this, you know, it, it's kind of a, a totally different environment for him. So I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how he'll fit in. Yeah, no, that'll be interesting to see just how it all plays out. Um, and then speaking of big names, I feel like Shake, from Love is Blind it was definitely a big one. People were excited to see him come back into the reality TV world. Um, who on Love is Blind in his season, he proposed to Deep D and then was just continuously bashing her, but like behind the scenes of saying like, well, she's not attractive, like all these things, just like really negative comments towards Deep D. And then when they broke up, like at the altar, like, he like couldn't handle the conversation. Like he just like was seeming to be very immature about it all. Um, and so those are the backstory about like how Shake got his villain edits. I mean, it wasn't really an edit. He didn't need an edit because it was him. And then even on the after the altar, like they or the reunion, they talked about like he like when they were bringing that stuff up, like he didn't even apologize or doing like anything any accountability and it just was bad all around so that was that's shake and I feel like he definitely wants the fame and wants people to think of him in a better way but like he still goes off on like random things on the internet I think he like he just thinks it's funny and he just wants those people who think it's funny to still like him I disagree with one thing you said, and oh. that's that he wants people to think better of him. He wants to be oh. a villain. I okay, well, he wants to be a villain, but I think he wants the funny villain. Yeah, he wants... I always said from the minute that, especially the reunion of Love is Blind hit, that 
he is trying to get on some MTV, you know, like X on the Beach or he wants to be in the reality TV circuit like this. And so he got exactly what he wanted by being on this show. And uh, I don't think he's genuine. And his, like, he's going to, like I kind of said with Johnny, like he's going to produce, like Shake's just going to try to get in a fight with someone to get the camera time. And he's, I just don't think of him as like an iconic villain. Like yeah. he's a big name. I don't, I'm, I, I don't, blame the show for casting him because love is blind is a huge show and he's a big name from that show and he's kind of probably the biggest known villain from that show if you will at, at least before this past season maybe you could say like Irina or something um could have been you know but yeah I, I'm not surprised to see him on a show like this because this is exactly what he wanted yeah for sure so we'll just see how that goes. Hopefully he goes out soon because I don't I really so. care. <laughs> I, if we're talking first boots, uh, he's my pick. For yeah. <laughs> Same. And then we have Tanisha Thomas. Um, and I haven't seen her shows either. So what's the background on her? If we could provide any context. Yeah. So she's from season two of Bad Girls Club. And okay. she's a huge name, like in the reality tv like kind of early like you know early 2000s reality tv world um she i i think hosted a bunch of bad girls club reunion as sees after that like she was one of the bigger names from that show to come out of it um which is that i didn't regularly watch but i certainly knew her of tanisha and kind of her had seen a lot of clips of her kind of more iconic moments i guess um like she woke she, uh, one morning in the house she found that everything was really dirty and so she woke up everybody with pots and pans and like yelled at them to go clean up the house <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um and then she I, I watched her on season one of um marriage boot camp reality stars on we um that was really the first show of hers that i guess i watched like you know while she, it was airing that she was on um, yeah, she's, I mean, it, to see, like, New York and Tanisha and Amorosa on a show together is just, like, this weird reality TV fever dream that, <laughs> I, yeah, super excited to to see how she interacts with, I would say, those two specifically. I think it would be really interesting. Yeah. That will be fun to see. Um, and then next up, we have Anfisa. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Okay, Anfisa, she is from 90 Day Fiance and i did not see that show either so what's the drama there so anfisa was um from season five of 90 day fiance um and her fiance george uh, she was with and there were a lot of accusations basically that she was just kind of trying to get her green card by by marrying george and uh, yeah she's from russia and uh george ended up going to jail and so they broke up at that point <laughs> um but yeah that was, she's kind of like I, I think of her as like a different type of villain um like she you know that's an interesting show because they the couples don't interact until the reunions and so she did clash with um a couple of the other cast members like during the reunion episodes um but 
don't necessarily haven't seen a ton of her in terms of her interacting with like Um, other cast members besides her fiance (laughs) at that time so it'll be interesting I I just don't know how she's going to kind of interact with anyone here I feel like she comes from like kind of a totally different side of the reality tv world like in the tlc verse that (laughs) um is doesn't get represented I feel like a whole lot on shows like this so I'm excited because I love 90 Day Fiance so I'm excited to see her and and to see how she interacts with everyone yeah I could see her and Corinne being friends um Uh, yeah maybe yeah I don't know I don't know who she's gonna get along with or or fight with I I just I I, yeah I I don't I I see her being kind of like an odd man out a little bit Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Or maybe she'll be with the first one half. No one really. I, I that wouldn't surprise me. Actually, you know what? That if I'm realistically saying, I can maybe see her. Yeah, being kind of an early boot. Yeah, I feel like they wouldn't let Shake get out first because they want him for the ratings. <laughs> but they don't need Shake for the ratings. No, I... Everyone on this cast is such a huge name that I feel That's like true. they really like. It's not like they have one or two like really big names and then like a bunch of other smaller lesser known stars like pretty much everyone on this cast is a huge name in their own right so I feel like they don't need to like kind of mess with them in that way to keep someone in particular around yeah that's true um and then so our next villain is Johnny Fairplay and he is from Survivor and lots of villain as edits there so <laughs> what are your thoughts well yeah johnny fairplay famously lied about his grandmother's death um so during their family visit on survivor pearl islands he had his loved one he planned out beforehand that his loved one would tell him that his grandma passed away to get sympathy from the other castaways and it worked of course nobody questioned that who would question that (laughs) and so he became one of just that moment alone put him in their hall of fame of reality tv villains immediately because that was i mean look that was actually pre-amorosa like that was 2003 so if we're talking original reality tv he is an og (laughs) um so yeah i mean we haven't seen him in a while he came back for survivor micronesia in 08 but was the first one out and i don't think we've really seen him much at all since then so that was i mean many 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 years ago and uh yeah super excited to see him back here yeah i didn't see his season of survivor but i also heard about that from you i think um (laughs) um i'm excited to see how it all goes down in this show um and then the next one is someone that i don't believe either of us know bobby light who is on the show love and hip-hop miami and i don't watch that show so i don't really know what he is known for as being a villain from but overall i feel like if he made it on the show he must have done something (laughs) <laughs> yeah so he's yeah so he's from love and hip-hop miami um i like you said i i don't regularly watch love and hip-hop but i did watch some clips um in preparation for this because i'm not bethany frankel <laughs> yeah. um and 
I mean, he, so he um, is cousins with Trina, who is also in Love and Hip Hop Miami. And um, so they kind of, I I believe, had kind of a tumultuous relationship. And he got in, it seems like he got in a bunch of fights with other cast members on that show. And um, so he, yeah, I think that he's known to certainly, you know, not back down from fight. And so certainly I, I could see him feuding with, with someone on the show with you know because uh, I don't think many people on the show are going to back down from fights so <laughs> they're all going to they're all known to speak their mind and I think that's what I'm, what's going to make the show super interesting yeah no for sure so that's all from the cast and I'm excited to see everyone how they all get along together as a general sense like I feel like because everyone is so in like in their own sphere it seems like like no one's really like knows each other and like all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so it'll be interesting to see like how this actually goes about like when they're all together and like who's gonna really take that name as the super what's the the super villain ultimate super villain yeah i'm i'm really interested i'm, I'm specifically interested in the tanisha amorosa new york trio because I could see them either like teaming up and being like this incredible like alliance <laughs> or they will hate each other and they will rip each other's eyeballs out. And I don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm really interested in particular to see those three because I think there's such potential to be like such iconic moments uh, with those three like OG reality tv villains i i think there's 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 so much potential there yeah so we'll have to see how that goes about and then i could see actually jackson johnny uh not johnny fairplay johnny bananas um i could see them kind of teaming up and being a, a little duo there i mean they both cheated on people so <laughs> there you go they, know- they already got that spoiler alert but it's not really a spoiler because jacks talked about it on his podcast the other day that they did get along like they're they are really good friends now like we've seen them out like going to dinner together i think for um one of their birthdays recently the other one was there uh they were together so it seems like they they're still close so i I, um I, i think they'll be kind of a fun duo yeah that'll be interesting and then for season two, do you have any requests or people that you would want to see on the next season of House of Villains that weren't on this cast? Uh, okay, let me think. Kind of, uh, let me go through the different universes. So, Vanderpump Rules, I could see James Kennedy um, on there. I think he'd kind of fit in this kind of vibe yeah. of this show. I, so I could see that. Um, I could see. Uh, Kenya Moore from Real Houses of Atlanta. Um, I could see Brandy Glanville. Um, maybe, let me think of like Big Brother Survivor World. Um, I could see Heisen <laughs> from this season. <laughs> um, oh God, like a Russell Hands from Survivor. Yeah um like a jerry manthe or like corinne from survivor both of those are kind of more og villains 
Um, anyone from Bachelor? Anyone else that you could think of? Um, I was just thinking, like, from this recent season, maybe that Brayden would make a villain, but maybe not like he's not like that big of a villain. But like he was in the beginning of the season, he was a pretty big villain on this show, like from Charity season. I know we didn't, both talked about this last week. We didn't really watch it, but I remember in the beginning of the season when I did start to watch it, like he was the villain. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else from the Bachelor. Like Juan Pablo. Oh my gosh, that would be funny. <laughs> um, or or like Tierra, remember her? Oh yeah, Tierra. That would be funny. She kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like Olivia. Kirby. Oh. Yeah, I would like Olivia to come back. Um. Oh, Chad. Chad, hundred oh, percent would be on this. Yeah, he would. Have uh, to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an obvious one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are the names I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure as soon as you get off here, I'll think of fifty thousand more. Um, but yeah, I mean, this season was oh, this the first Rachel Riley. Past, yeah, sorry. Oh, who else? Rachel Riley, I, I was this just oh. who's she was on Traders. You watched her, yeah, Traders. yeah. I can see her on that. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I feel like overall, like this cast was really stacked up, so it like makes us harder to think about the I next. No, it's like you almost. I'm almost a little bit surprised that they put all of these huge names into their first season because yeah. they could spread these out like for for many seasons but I guess also it's good that they only have 10 per season so they kind of don't have to run out like you know in one season they don't have to pick too many each time so that'd yeah. be cool that'd be cool. yeah so that will be exciting when that comes out in October so October 12th is the air date for that season to start and we definitely will be watching that and hope you guys watch it as well um any closing remarks Michael before we end this episode no yeah I'm just I'm excited uh for the for this to start I feel like there's this type of um kind of reality mashup show I feel like is becoming really popular again like this is kind of something that shows used to do like the kind of pseudo celebrity reality shows like back in the day and it's kind of picking up steam again like with um you know stars on mars and the um what's that uh training uh show the the one that sandoval and nick are on oh special forces special forces thank you and like um the goat on amazon that's gonna come out at some point Mm -hmm this year i think that we talked about the cast um so this type of show is really picking up and i love it because you know it, it's exciting when you know people going into these types of shows i think it it, the, it it gets you really excited to see the the mix and so yeah super excited for this october 12th on e yes well thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week Bye, y'all later.